0: live in a world that is constantly pushing the individuals dreams and aspirations. I mean, even when we were children, we were asked, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And for many of us, we thought we knew because looking back, some of us probably had some very unlikely answers. Like, for instance, somewhere out there somebody wanted to be Peter Pan when they grew up. I'm just saying, we all know that you're not going to grow up to be Peter Pan. However, the point is, all throughout the different stages of our life, we have the same concept that's pushed on us, whether it be vision boards or a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, a 20-year plan, and even college. Now, not mind you, I'm not knocking college, but there are a lot of people that they started off in their freshman year with a major, and by the time they made it into their junior year, that major has changed to something else. So it's pretty safe to say that for the majority of people, they don't know what they want to be in life. But when you're a child of Yahuwah, that's actually okay, because we're not supposed to be the ones that are living anyway. (laughs) And that's what I'm going to talk about today. All right, let's get into it. further I walk this walk with Yahuwah, the more it's easy to see just how much this world belongs to hasatan and second corinthians 4 and 4 tells us that hasatan is the god of this world so we know that Yahuwah is the creator of all but it does say in, in Yahuwah's word that hasatan is the god of this world and it's very evident when you're walking with Yahuwah. So I've mentioned before, I don't know if it's been on this podcast before, but I talked to so many different people. So (laughs) I apologize if I haven't said it on here before, but there used to be a man, he's deceased now, Alistair Crowley. He was a dark magician. He actually um, was the mentor of Anton LaVey. Anton LaVey was the founder of the church of satan and there was a saying that at crowley had do what thou wilt that is the whole of the law do what thou wilt which is the whole of the law so basically do whatever you want to do and you're fulfilling the law but whose law are you fulfilling because that's definitely not the law of yahuwah Yahuwah's law that tells us that we have to repent and seek his face and confess our sins and love our enemies and love our neighbors and honor our parents. That doesn't sound like Yahuwah's law. So it makes sense as to whose law it would be. Hasatans. Now, the thing about that is when we're doing what thou wilt, we're living in fear because When you're not submitted to Yahuwah, death has authority over you. There's a saying in the world, YOLO, you only live once, right? And the concept behind that saying is basically, you got to do whatever you want to do and as much of it as you possibly can, because once you're dead, you're dead. That's the concept behind YOLO. And that actually sounds like do what thou wilt, which is the whole of the law. It's basically hedonism. You're giving in to all of your sensual pleasures and throwing care into the wind. But Hamashiach says that if you want to live for him, you got to die. Now, this is a different concept. And it's one that sometimes people tend to scratch their head on because they don't understand that it's a spiritual death that's taken place. As a matter of fact, it's the same spiritual death that took place in the Garden of Aden, but on the other end of it. So it's not a death unto condemnation, but a death unto eternal life that Yahusha talking about. So I want you to check this out real quick. Paul says... For I through the law died to the law that I might live through Yahuwah, or live to Yahuwah. I'm sorry, I have been crucified with Mashiach. It is no longer I who live, but Mashiach lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of Yahuwah, who loved me and gave Himself for me. So, I thought it was really appropriate for that scripture. That's um, Galatians 2:19 to 20. For those that want to go back and read it on your own. And I always promote reading the entire chapter and sometimes the chapter before and after to gain proper context. But he says, I have been crucified with Mashiach. It is no longer I who live, but Mashiach lives in me. Now that's a stark contrast to what we were taught in the world, right? So the other day, while I was supposed to be Paying attention to the Shabbat meeting teaching, <laughs> Rock was talking to me. You guys don't listen. <laughs> That's just how Rock operates with me. Somebody could say something, a word, a phrase, something, and all of a sudden, Rock will like have me hone in on that. And then I start listening to him tell me to go to this scripture and go to this scripture and go to this scripture. And before I know it, he's given me something and he's tied it all together in such a beautiful package that I know it was him because I'm just not that intelligent to put it together like that on my own, that I'm just like, wow. So the message that he was giving me that day was every day we're supposed to wake up so that we can die in order to live, which is why the name of this episode is Dying to Live. Every single day, we're supposed to get up so we can die in order to live. That is our number one assignment every day, dying so that we can live, right? So he, the scriptures that Ruach HaKodesh was taking me through, and I'm going to share them here in just a moment. What I kept hearing Ruach HaKodesh say was, this is the thing. This is this is the overall thing. Like He was showing me, This is the overall message. And when you die in order to live, then you're truly showing your faith in Hamashiach. And I thought, listen, y'all, when I tell you my mind was blown, Yahuwah is so intelligent, you guys. So I'm just going to go ahead and share with you what was shared with me. First scripture, Romans 12 and 1, which is, Kind of like a lot of people's favorite scripture. So Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of Yahuwah, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto Yahuwah, which is your reasonable service. Okay, so first and foremost, he's telling you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. So right then and there, we understand that something is dying. Something is dying. A living sacrifice, something is dying. Then he says, Holy, which we already discussed, means set apart. So you're set apart from the rest. You're a living sacrifice, set apart, and then you're acceptable, which means that you have to be pleasing to Yahuwah. And then he said, This is your reasonable service. He didn't say preaching a good sermon. He didn't say prophesying down the walls and the nations. He didn't say, he didn't say teaching your butt off. He said, presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto Yahuwah, which is your reasonable service. That is your reasonable service to die, to die. (laughs) So then, Paul also said, and y'all don't ask me why Paul was just like the main person that Ruach HaKadosh had me um, <laughs> on here going through his scriptures. But I mean, Paul did write a good portion of the epistles in the, the, what we call the New Testament. So I'm just saying, but Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 to 31, I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Hamashiach, Yahushua, our Adonai, I die daily. So Paul's even telling you that he dies daily. You know what I'm saying? So there's a theme here. Matthew 16 and 24 says, Then Yahushua said to his Talmudim, which is disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. All right? So I'm going to stop right there. So the first part of that, he's saying if anybody wants to be his disciple, Yahushua said if anybody wants to be his disciple, they have to deny himself so when you deny yourself that is a form of dying to yourself because every desire that you have every want, every dream every emotion, everything that makes you who you are you deny that's what he's saying then you take up your execution stake and I apologize for saying cross earlier but then you take up your execution stake okay So he's saying first you have to deny everything that you want to do and then submit yourself to persecution. That's what the execution stake is, persecution. And he says after you do those two things, then you can follow him. Then you drop down to verse 25. It says, for whosoever will save his life will lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it that's so he's reiterating the fact that you have to die if you don't die so the first part of verse 25 what what they call in christianity the a clause so in the first part it says for whosoever will save his life will lose it so he's saying if you don't die you're going to lose your life and then when you physically die you'll be resurrected into condemnation which is Gehenna or the lake of fire whenever the day of atonement you day of atonement comes His ultimate day of atonement. But then in the next part of verse 25, it says, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. So he's saying, if you die to yourself now, when you physically die, you'll be resurrected to eternal life. You'll find life in Hamashiach if you lose your life now. These are interesting concepts. So, then he already, I think I already did it in the last episode, but then he, you know, had me talking about um, Matthew six ten and 11. I really think I did this in the last episode, but I'm going to do it again because Ruach HaKadosh is telling me to. All right. So Matthew 6, starting at verse 9, going to verse 13, is where it has the disciples prayer, right? So he had me hone in on verses 10 and 11, but I'm going to start at verse 9. So when it says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, right? First things first is you're acknowledging him as your authority figure, and you're acknowledging the fact that he is um holy, he is set apart, he is exalted above everything, right? And now, mind you, when you're when Yahushua says, In this manner, pray you. He's not saying you actually say these things. He's saying this is your heart posture when you approach Yahuwah in prayer, right? So then in verse 10, it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in the heavens. So first and foremost, you're surrendering to his will and declaring his kingdom. That is you dying to yourself. That is you dying to yourself. Then in verse 11, it says, give us this day our daily bread, right? Your daily bread is your daily instruction. Now, mind you, all of this takes place before verse 12 happens, where you ask him to forgive you of your debts as you forgive your debtors and so on and so forth, protecting before you ask for forgiveness, before you ask for um, protection, which is what verse 13 is talking about, you know, keeping us from the evil one the temptation of the evil one, so on and so forth. Before you do all of that, you have to approach Yahuwah in the right heart posture, die to yourself, ask him what he wants you to do for that day, and then you can ask him what for whatever it is that you want to ask for. But notice that you die to yourself first. And proof of you dying to yourself is in verse 11, where you... When you ask him for your daily instructions. And notice it says, give us this day our daily bread. It doesn't say, give us this day our five-year bread. Give us this day our 10-year bread. Give us this day our 20-year bread. No, he said daily bread. Your instructions for that day. Because it's not any of our prerogative what Yahuwah is going to do 10 and 20 and 15 years down the road, especially because none of us know when he's going to pull us out of this world. So we're running around here, worried, mind you, because that's what it is. That's the reason why a lot of people have these five year, 10 year, 20 year plans, because it's fear. They're they're operating in fear because they are worried that if they don't plan for the next 20 years, they're going to find themselves usually, in poverty is the greatest fear. People don't want to be poor. But the poor in spirit shall, shall see who I'm just saying, of the pure in heart. I don't know. I always quote that part in the Beatitudes wrong, but it says something about the poor in spirit. All I know is it's good to have a poor spirit when it comes to who okay? Let's just establish that, all right? But we have this fear of not having enough money to do the things that we want to do because when you're in the world, money is your God, right? But when you're in Yahuwah, Yahuwah is your authority. He's your father. He takes care of you. My son, never has there ever been a day where my son has awakened and worried about if he goes and flips that switch, if that light switch is going to come on, if the light's going to turn on. Never. It's not his job to worry about paying these bills, it's not his job to worry about if there's food in the refrigerator or clothes in his drawers for him to put on when he wakes up in the morning. None of that is his responsibility. That's mine. Realistically, it's Yahuwah's, but I'm just, walk with me on this one. As his parent, that's my responsibility. His responsibility is to get up and do what I say for that day. Now, I homeschool my son, so he knows that when he gets up, the first thing I tell him to do is talk to Yahuwah. The second thing is, he subscribed to and for those parents of, of younger children, there is a, a YouTube channel called Ancient Path Kids. And it's really pretty cute on there. I love how they kind of teach them about different things on there. But I tell him, watch at least two episodes of Ancient Path Kids. He knows when he gets up, those are his main instructions for the day. Now, After he gets finished watching his two episodes, then he comes and tells me that he's finished. And then he stands there and he's waiting for me to tell him what else to do. Now, the thing about it is, this is something that naturally is happening. I didn't teach my son to depend on me. He depends on me because he knows I'm his mom. And so when Yahuwah says we have to come to him as little children, this is exactly what he's talking about. Nothing, nobody told my son to depend on me to take care of him. He knows I'm mom and he knows, hey, (laughs) this is my mom. She feeds me. She clothes me. She shelters me. She loves me. She instructs me. She disciplines me. I got to listen to mom. The funny thing about it is he's already in the state that many of us are trying to be in when it comes to Yahuwah. And it's so beautiful too. I gotta, I gotta tell y'all a little side note thing. So my son had did something, and I knew that he had did it, and I kept asking him because I wanted him to tell me the truth, right? But he wouldn't. He wouldn't tell me the truth. So I finally looked at him and I said, "You know Yahua will tell me if you don't tell me, right?" And then he finally admitted to the fact that he did it. And I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I had a proud mom moment, not because he lied, but because he was he was he had fear for Yahua. He was afraid of Yahuwah. So he was like, let me go ahead and say, as soon as I mention Yahuwah, he's like, no, let me go ahead and tell her, you know what I'm saying? But how beautiful is that? At almost seven years old, my son has grasped the concept of the fear of Yahuwah. (laughs) Something that many of us still struggle with in adulthood. And it's understandable because there is a saying in the world that you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but you can, <laughs> if you die to yourself. If that dog dies to itself, they can they can learn new tricks. You know what I'm saying? And just like Paul said, it is no longer I who lives, but Mashiach who lives in me. You have to die so that Ruach Hakodesh, because that's, that's truly who's in you, so that Ruach Hakodesh can take over. And I'm about to mention a word that might be a trigger word for some people, but I want to I talk to you guys about the concept of possession. Possession, on the negative side of it, is when an evil entity completely assumes control over someone's body, over their mind, over their mouth, over their hands, their feet, their eyes, their ears, their control over that person's entire body. And it's so easy to become demonically possessed. But where do you think these demons got this concept from? Selah. Now, I know somebody is like, so you're trying to say, "Ah, Yahuwah doesn't possess us. Now, listen, yeah, he does. (laughs) He possesses us because our spirits belong to him. Our souls belong to him. Our hearts and minds, everything about us truly belong to him because he created us. But the whole thing that he wants you to understand is, in the concept of the negative possession that we've been taught th- from Hollywood and all this other stuff, those people that were demonically possessed yielded themselves or died to themselves in order for that spirit to take control over their body. But notice how much we fight when it comes to Ruach HaKodesh taking control of our body. We won't yield to him, but we'll yield to a demonic spirit, an unclean spirit. You know what I'm saying? But Yahuwah and Yahusha have already told us that we have to die to ourselves in order to live. So I'm not going to continue to repeat myself over and over again, but I just want you to go back and really meditate on the script that was brought forth in this episode today and seek Yahuwah. Seek him for Whatever it is that he wants you to do and know and, and see in those scriptures. And start implementing some of the things that Ruach HaKodesh has mentioned on this podcast. Like being still and silent before Yahuwah. Turning everything off. No music. No nothing. Turning everything off and just Listening learning how to listen, because here's the thing. When he first told me to do that, but then the thing that he had me to do, the exercise he had me to do on the podcast episode was to get you guys to start listening to the different things that you hear and making mental notes of those things. And and I I asked him afterwards, I was like, well, if you want us to listen to you, why are you having us key in on, tune into the things that we're hearing all around us? And his answer was, because I need you to be able to hear me through the chaos. And I'm like, y'all, when I tell you, Yahuwah is such an intelligent being, (laughs) so full of wisdom. And we fight him tooth and nail because we don't want to die to ourselves. We want to do what we want to do because it's easier. It's easier to sin and to live for yourself than it is to die and live for Yahuwah. I get it. I'm not going to act like I don't understand. I understand because I struggle with it as well as everybody else does. But let's make a conscious decision today to stop fighting him. And when you see your flesh start to rise up, talk to your father. Yahuwah, I see that I got an attitude today. Please take this from me. This is not of you. I don't want to hear... I lay it on your altar. That's such a simple prayer. That is such a simple prayer. And you're you're acknowledging the fact that, yo, your flesh is rising up. You're asking him to slaughter it on his altar. (laughs) And you know what you're doing when you do that? You're presenting yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto Yahuwah, because that's your reasonable service. All right, you guys. If you want to get in contact with me, you can reach me at, replenishme at gmail.com. I love you guys so very, 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 very much. I look forward to hearing from you if you should choose to contact me. And until next time, much shalom and ahava and shalom al